It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Bitch, we back. We are back. Honey, how you feeling? I feel good. I feel like the episode gave me a little bit of life this week, so I am really ready to get into it because it's a lot to discuss. Honey, it was a lot to discuss. There were some ups, some downs, so let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. So this week, we started in Miss Sheree's house, and honestly... She was really hurt about this Tyrone situation in a way that I didn't think she would be this hurt. I mean, she was embarrassed on national television. And honestly, you have to think about when that was shot versus like when the world was going to see it. Um, so I'm sure she was just in her own head about being embarrassed on national television. I mean, she really got cute, was sitting outside that cafe in Philly. It was cold as hell. And Tyrone literally had her out waiting in the cold. She really was. And I guess it's like her daughter, you see her here talking to her daughter. And her Tierra. daughter is like, you know, Tierra, she's assuming that, okay, mom is over it. She's going to move forward. Like, clearly Tyrone ain't shit. But it appears that Sheree is thinking about giving him a second chance. And I wanted to ask you, would you give a dude a second chance if you travel from a different state from where you're vacationing to a coffee shop or a lunch spot, whatever, to wait for this man for two hours and he doesn't show up? Like, would you give him a second chance after that? I mean, this could go one of two ways. I know what I should do, but based on past experiences, if I'm just being 100% honest, I'm gonna just say, follow my words and not my actions. Because, I mean, I've never been in that exact scenario before, but I definitely have given a second chance to people who did not deserve it. So, I mean, I empathize. If I'm being 100%, obviously, we know Sheree should leave this man in the cold. I, the way that he left her in the cold. I mean, I literally was like, ooh, she's icing him out. Much deserved. But I am empathetic to the situation, you know. I'm sure Sheree is emotionally invested in this relationship with Tyrone. Did she pay him a visit when he was locked up? I don't think so. I think he was just a lot of... <laughs> I mean, that's no shame because if she loved her man, she would have to go visit him. It ain't nothing wrong with that. She might have visited him. But anyway. It I just think, wasn't filmed. I don't right. think it was filmed because I, I feel like we would have remembered that. Yes, yes, for sure. So let's just assume that she paid at least one visit, visit to him while he was still, you know. I say all of that to say that, you know, it's easier said than done to walk away from situations like this. I mean, I've never been embarrassed or humiliated on national television. So that is another situation, another layer added to, to the whole embarrassment. But I mean, like I said, I'm not perfect. So I have done worse for less. Okay. Okay, and it's no judgment. And we don't know what Tyrone does for Sheree. So if she want to, you know, give him a second chance after this, or if she feels that this doesn't warrant her just giving up, then hey. What would you do in that situation? I think it's a no for me, dog. I'm sorry, just because for me, it's the part that they were talking about it the morning of. So you knew that I was traveling an hour and a half to two hours, because let's be clear. Philadelphia is not just around the corner if you are in New York. Like, it is a drive down the turnpike, and it's not convenient. 
but she and she was coming there to see him and you just gonna leave her just sitting there like you don't even care that i'm here like without even calling me or anything and then when and you then, do call me back you call to say hey what you doing nigga what that's toxic as hell and I don't have time for that. So, honey, I think it's a no for me. Oh, honey. So, you would have left him on red. Honey, Tyrone would have had to go home. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's just the way that's going to have to go. I don't have time. I feel that. So, that was, I think that was a strong opener follow-up from last episode. Because we had to, we just had to know how that went down. Honey, and we get into it a, a little bit later as well. So, stay tuned for more from Mr. Ty Ty. Oh, better call him. Okay, child, where do we go from here? So from there, we see Kenya meeting up with Drew to have lunch, which I thought was an interesting. When we see Kenya walking in, we don't quite know who she's sitting down with yet. And I was pretty surprised to see that it was Drew. Now, before we get into the actual conversation, I hated Kenya's fit. Did you peep it? It was not good at all. I mean, I hate to say it, but Drew looked better than Kenya in this scene, honestly. She did, that red suit. Yeah, uh, Kenya was giving us a pur deep purple A-line dress with a boot. And I'm pretty sure your favorite wig was still in play here, was it not? Oh, I didn't, I didn't check the piece. I think I was literally distracted by the clothes. I think do not quote me because I could be wrong, but I think it was that same dreadful wig that I am not a fan of. Listeners, y'all know the one I'm talking about. Shake and go. Mm. Uh, but, and then it was the boot for me, it was the open toe boot. I feel like I haven't seen those since like 2009. I think sometimes Kenya forgets that she is not in the reigning, you know, Miss Kenya Moore, Miss USA. Like she's still sometimes between the 90s and well, you know what they say. What? Quote, unquote, pretty girls can't dress. Shout out to Giselle Bryant. Period. Um, so we see them come together having lunch. Key King, a little bit, a little bit of bone collecting. So they're connecting over their daughters. Mm -hmm. Kenya makes a comment about paralleling her now pending divorce with Mark and Drew's marriage with Ralph. So there's some similarities there. Um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, Kenya, I think even had pointed out that she was a, sorry for the lost time um, between the two of them. You know, their whole situation last year. Um, just a misunderstanding and that whole sit down lunch went wrong. Yeah, they even do a flashback to, um, I think Drew is the one saying, oh, are you paying this time? Because you remember last time Drew was trying to split and Katie was like, no broke bitches split Jack. Yes, honey, I remember that. Uh, honey, that was a mess. But let me ask you this, because it's still sort of confusing to me that Kenya is claiming to not know that the men were going on the trip when they went to New York, when clearly not only did Candy say, if you have a man, bring a man or not. But then Kenya literally said, maybe I can find a date. So yeah. I'm just trying to understand why she keeps going back to like trying to say that somebody was basically gooped her into going on a couple trip. Like that doesn't make sense. Like she clearly knew that they were coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know, maybe it slipped her mind. I don't know what was going on there, but the receipts were, were presented. That's interesting that she keeps bringing it up. Um, but you know, she had to throw shade about the whole sex toy vibrating panties which was weird i think we all know that that especially with the cross contamination with the <laughs> honey you don't know what would have started flowing once those remotes started popping like and then you can control other think about it like literally like a man that is not yours can control a vibrating panty pair of panty that you have on like that's hella violating 
Honey, it's giving public health concern and relationship twingers. What is happening? Daddy, you know Candy. So um, I also thought it was interesting that Kenya was bone collecting just a little bit in this scene. She brought up um, when her and Sonya ran the block in New York and ended up at Starbucks and had that whole kiki. Mm -hmm. She brought that up to Drew um, and, you know, was kind of, Letting her know that she brought up Drop It With Drew, just questioning her business a little bit. So just continuing to plant those seeds. We also know that um, in the scene that Drew was invited, then uninvited to which, the Mommy Nation shoot. Which I wanted to get your thoughts on because the message to me, now this is just my humble opinion. We all know I'm low-key team Sonya. I'm not ashamed to say. But I genuinely do feel that the sentiments of that message were genuine because if you think about it if both of them would have been in the place production would have made them have that conversation and to Sonya's point this is about her blog mommy nation you know they are probably paying the photographer they're paying the shoot location they're not trying to you know go into overtime because they having a conversation that they don't need to have and so she's probably like hey don't come we don't want to make it about that. Let's talk about it later. Now, of course, there's going to be some underlying shade in it because it's Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. But I think, generally speaking, Sonya didn't mean any harm by uninviting Drew. Yes, actually, I agree with you here. I think that, I mean, we know whenever there's an event and there are underlying issues or anything to hash out, it's never done in a clean, productive way. And for Sonya, that was a for lack of a better word, a work event, a work opportunity, money was in time, of course, and resources were invested into this product shoot. Um, so I feel her and I mean, I can't be mad. I can't be mad. I'm honestly in agreement with you on that one. Yeah, it may be a little shady that you get uninvited, but girl, it's not about that. And it would have been about that if they would have come. So I didn't mind it. And I'm going to stick by my bitch Sonya's side because that's my Jamaican friend. With that gold medal. Oh, gold medals. Okay, don't play. My oh. bad. Oh, my bad. Count them four. Count them four. Ooh. Heard. Okay. So what happens next after that? Honey, well, real quick, before we go to the next scene, I did also want to note that it looks like Kenya and Drew, since they are taking this next step into their friendship, Drew was officially unblocked. Honey, that was a cute little moment between them. That was a cute moment. And honestly, I felt Kenya. She was like, how do you unblock somebody? I don't know either, okay? Honey, she's Kenya Moore. Kenya Moore. Honey, so yeah, no, that was a good little reconciliation moment um, that was honestly, honestly needed, especially, you know, considering they have a lot of similar, more similarities than differences, I think, at yeah. this point. Yeah. So that was dope. So honey, next we go to the studio and we're doing Sonya's Mommy Nation shoot. Mommy with an eye. Honey, Mommy with an eye, which honestly, I don't like, but it's okay. We're just going to ride with it. We're going to roll with it because the sentiments are good. It's a blog with lessons and tips and essentially building a tribe of mothers, which is really cool. I think that's, you know, a good cause for her, you know? But what I will say is that it's tacky that she invited these women and did not preface that they were going to be shooting. Like, you got to give people warnings that they're going to be shooting content for your brand, girl. Come on now. That was, that was a hot mess. I felt candy when she said Kenya Moore does not do anything for free. It's always a check attached, which I feel, I mean, like, using you as a talent, your likeness, like, 
that that's something you you make money off of why would I do this for free? And how does she not let them know? Like, especially if it's me, I'm walking in, I don't know that I'm gonna, you know, I know that I'm filming, but I don't know that I'm gonna be taking photos to live in a campaign on somebody's site. Like, who's to say I would have done my makeup differently? The hair would have been different? Like, the styling? Like, how did she just, honey, it was a hoodie collection. Exactly. And also, please, let's keep in mind, they're not technically friends. Like, they're coworkers. So like, it's like you walking into work one day and your coworker's like, oh, hey, I have this branded t-shirt. Can I take a picture of you and use it for all of my publications? And it'll be a strong no thank yeah. you for yeah. me. Um, but next time, maybe that's what it would give. And for me, I died at the Black Friday sale. I literally have that dance on my nose. Not tacky. I hate it. I don't want to say tacky because I don't knock her hustle. But girl. You got Kenya Moore and KBT Candy Birds Tucker out here taking photos on a white site for a Black Friday sale. Listen, they said not the Black Friday. That had me weak, like in a real way. Like that was because I feel them like at least having some of new arrivals, bestsellers, something. Not the Black Friday sale. Honey, that's a, that's a different level of hustle. Did you get freaking Kenya Moore and KBT Candy Birds Tucker on to model your product, your hoodie collection for free? And you gonna throw it up there for Black Friday. Honey, it was giving strategic, which- It was giving hustler. Again, I'm not mad at Sonya because if I'm on Real Housewives of Atlanta, I'm gonna milk every opportunity I can. It's a platform, so you damn skippy. I'm gonna have my brand up here and you damn skippy. I'm about to kiki with Candy Bird, Sucker, and Kenya Moore and all their followers. I mean, it was a follower thing. We saw that later, come up later. But also in the scene, I didn't realize, um, going back to the Sheree Tyrone piece, I didn't realize there was like tabloid pictures. Like, pause. I don't think they were real. Really? I, those photos, because she, it's like she's sitting there, not perfectly, but like. It, it looked like a producer took that. It looked like somebody was on set and they were filming and they snapped that photo. Oh, okay. So what they, so, okay. So what really, so, okay. Let me break this down. So it was not. Because the thing is, I was like, I feel like we would have seen that. You know, like when they're filming, certain things get leaked, right? Like if they're out in public, whatever, whatever. So I'm thinking they're, you know, it's positioned as that, like, you know. But I'm like, I didn't see that when they were filming, whenever. Because my thing is, how would people have known? Like people can, you can be having coffee or something by yourself at a restaurant. Or, you know what I'm saying? So the producer sent that, took that, I... sent it to the group. Because remember, Candy was like, yeah, I saw that. Producer circulated that image. And framed it up as if they screenshot it from damn TMZ.com. Now, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was real. We don't know. I didn't see. We don't know. Maybe someone was walking past as they were filming this and they overheard the producers talking. Because that's possible too. But it just seemed very convenient for her to just have that one photo of her. Like No shame. But if you were walking down the street in Philly and you walk past a cafe and you got somewhere to be. Would you notice Sheree sitting there by herself? I think I would. Yeah, that's fair. Because I would have been curious, like, why is she there? And you see the camera crew. So you'd probably be like, what is she doing? Like, I might go up to her and ask her to be on a podcast. Girl, please do. BRK5. Pull a quick Sonya on her. Exactly. I ain't not going to hustle. Next honey, we went to Marlo's house because they were loving on my girl Sheree because of Mr. Tyrone. Breaking her heart. You see Sheree at home eating her potato chips. <laughs> the lace, yes. In her pajamas, her silk pajamas. She was looking good though. The face was beat. So she was prepared to go somewhere. She just didn't know where yet. Exactly. She was definitely prepared to go somewhere. And 
Marlo feels like she wanted to look out for her girl and show her sort of some love. So she got the girls together to try to plan something. But it looks like, well, first off, for me, it was the in-home Fendi shopping experience. I'm just going to say this. Even if all of that was just for television, I think we all deserve a Marlo Hampton in our lives because the setup was immaculate. Mind you, she had her comfy, cozy, at-home wear, which was that mean Fendi Skims um, collab, looking real good. The bang was real good. The bang was sitting real cute. It was feathered, honey, feathered. Listen, look, making it look, look so effortless. Mm -hmm. The Fendi setup, we got the connection between the Fendi showroom setup and the Fendi Skims cardigan that she was wearing. It was giving a 360 Fendi experience, if you will. Honey, for me, it was her being the new superwoman with the Fendi cake. Honey, the Fendi cake. The even You know what I looked at, too? The damn food setup. Honey, that food was so good. She did not skip on the details. And it was like soul food, too. And the desserts. Like, damn, if I ever get stood up by a man, at a cafe in Philly in 30 degree weather, I need all that treatment, okay? So please write that down for future use. <laughs> that's exactly what I request to make me feel better. But I'm gonna need you to pick up the Fendi tab though too, cause that's just the cherry on top. Ooh, are you talking to me or somebody else? You fool! Girl! <laughs> Who else I'm talking to? Honey, I don't know, but I'm not dealing with that shit. A Fendi tab? Girl, please. I'm gonna need you to pick up that Fendi bill, cause Listen, yeah. that, that'll really put a smile on my face, honey. I'll be like, Tyrone, who? I'm going to pull a Marlo, and you go get the meals and the experience, but you're going to have to swipe them visas. So, of course, we know that it's supposed to be a single girls' night um, hosted by Marlo and Kenya, but we quickly find out that Kenya will not be attending because she's sick. I will say in an earlier scene, early in the episode, it was like kind of convenient that she mentioned um, during the lunch with Drew that she was not feeling well or she was something, you know, tickling her throat. And then we see a couple scenes later that it has truly now turned into a full-blown cold situation. And instead decides to send Drew as a replacement to bake some cupcakes for Drew's best friend, Sheree, AJ said sarcastically. Honey... That was an interesting choice. It was an interesting choice, but I don't know. Why do we think? Because who else would have done it? Candy was probably busy, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, she could have postmates it, obviously. But, I mean, even Sonya, maybe? I feel like Drew probably makes the most sense oh, out of man. between Kenya, Drew, and... and um. Sonya, I think, again, Candy was probably busy. Like, oh, no, girl, it's not my day to film. I got things to do. And Drew literally had an open slot, whatever uh, assistants, I guess, had freed up her schedule. And it was before she had to go pick up those kids from from um, from school or from wherever. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't mad at it. I feel like they had a good... It was super fun to watch that scene between Marlo and Drew just baking up the cupcakes. We saw the pink eggs. Um, you know, Marla only eats organic eggs, so that was funny as hell. But no, they did a good job. I'll give Drew a gold star for that. She really stepped in and did what she needed to do there. Yeah, it was cute. And it also gave a little tease to the Sonya situation because simultaneously, we also see Sonya and her gorgeous mom. Her mom is so pretty. Oh my gosh. We Stop see them it. also grocery shopping um, for the cook session that they have later. We also see that Drew gets the tea from Marlo that... Sonya only invited 
Kenya and Candy to her Mommy Nation shoot. And they start to insinuate that it's for sure the follower count. And honey, even showed the a little graphic to acknowledge the fact. It was a graphic for me. I was and like, I didn't Whoa. realize there was that much of a drastic difference in their following. Right. Candy was sitting what at a mean nine million? A mean nine million, honey. Kenya was right behind her at like a two or three million, I think. And I think Drew's at the bottom with about five hundred K. Yeah, it was giving a little low. Something like that. So honestly, that I feel that. I'm sure that was all strategic. Essentially, I think Sonya is trying to control the narrative a bit. So, you know, when in Housewives, usually the wrong topics and the wrong arguments happen at the wrong events. But that's what we live for. Like, it's the drama of it all. Um, so her uninviting Drew to the shoot and then extending the, the invite for the cooking class. Um, and for those reasons being that it's obviously more of a controlled event like it makes sense right all the women will be there and present um that's what it was giving right like that she was trying to control but that like to me is a little bit out of touch with like what we expect on housewives like everything just ha you can't really control the scenes because obviously the producers are going to want the most dramatic scenes possible for our entertainment and honey drew just politely declined like well not politely she threw shade she threw shade in that message i think it was something like Per your last, it was giving corporate. Oh, you know she liked the corporate. She loves the corporate, honey. She loves to keep it professional on these hoes. To your point, Sonya was definitely trying to control the situation. I mean, you, you sort of also see in the way that she's talking about it with her mom. But honey, don't get it twisted. Her mother is not coming to play. She said Drew don't want none. Oh, whoa, honey, that was definitely a precursor to that to what we're gonna see next week. Per the the preview. So, honey, I can't wait for that because it might. It's, it looks like it's going to get real spicy in that kitchen, which I'm not mad. I'm not mad, honey. We love the spices. Honey, so we see Sheree crunching on the, those chips. For me, it was the crunch. Did you hear the crunch? It was a mean crunch. Wait, pause. Before we get into that, can we get into Kenya's Balenciaga confessional look? Did you? You didn't get into it? I did. I did. The glove, that all black. I think it was a blonde ash blonde piece middle part with a beach wave situation that all black covered to through the hands give me very kim k which i mean fendi skims it was giving kim k all around so the crunch we hear that crunch sheree gets this mystery phone call she's told to get the, meet the car outside she goes she Changes up the fit real quick. Honey, took it from a pony to a, all oh, the hair was down. Honey with the biker jacket. Biker jacket, leather with the um, boyfriend G. It was real cute, a little heel situation. It was very, very cute. I was like, damn, she changed fast. Yeah, she and knew she was going somewhere. She knew she was going somewhere. And then she hopped in that car. Um, the little blindfold was super cute. And of course, their neighbors. So 10 minutes later, um, we pull up to the Hamptons. We see Drew running out the back door, which I thought was super funny on, you know, and then, honey, we see Marlo coming out, getting Sheree from the car. And bitch, for me, it was that throwback moment. That flashback to that dirt argument, honey. The, ah, ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Those bitches were crazy. That trip was iconic. South Africa. That's when Mar. Ooh, and I just loved. I just feel like I will say here that Marlo didn't come. Like she's not a peach that just fell out of the sky. Like, she's not new to the group. There's a lot of history that we have enjoyed over the many years as fans. So I just love that she 
continues kind of that same type of relationship, that same story. It doesn't feel, it feels frictionless, if you will. Mm -hmm. It feels like she transitioned very nicely into becoming a peach holder and official housewife, which I love. And honey, it's the throwbacks to the iconic moments for me. She she knows what the fans want to see. And for me, that was iconic. That was so good. That was so good. And now to see that she's sort of spearheading this, you know, let's, get Sheree in a better mood. Let's cheer her up, lift her spirits. It's so cool for her to do that because they have come a long way, honey, because there was drama back in the day. And so Sheree walks in, she sees first the Fendi setup and she's trying things on, you know, a cute purse here, a cute uh, jacket here, some shoes here. Honey, rack up about 11K worth of merchandise. So I gotta yeah. ask you, hey, what you think? Do we think it was ching, ching, ching and then Okay, cameras are down. Put it back. Give it back. <laughs> but there was a bag, though. Well, here's the thing. I do think that... She bought the headband? No. Well, <laughs> maybe. I think that Sheree walked in thinking that, oh, this is so cool. I'm going to be able to buy something on Marlo's dime. I do genuinely think she saw that. Because into your earlier point, if someone invites me over to, and I see in home, like, Bendy and shopping, I'm assuming, oh, you go buy me something at least. You ain't gonna just bring it here, just assume that I'm gonna buy everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the first thing. Now, the second thing, did she or did she not spend 11K? I don't know. I don't know Miss Sheree's budget, her incomes th these days, but I will say $11,000 is a lot to drop in Marlo Hampton's living room just on a random night. My prediction is she tried all that on. Chi chi chi, ring it up. All right, I'm gonna get the headband 350, put it in that big old bag so it looks like she bought more than she did. And hey, if she got all 11K worth of the Fendi, I hope to see it very soon on her Instagram or whatever her fits. We need to see the boots, the clutch, the shawl, the headband. We need to see it all. And so I'll just say that. I really just love the scene between Marlo and Sheree. I mean, Marlo was speaking truth into her and into her situation in a real non-shady, like unconditional loving way. I mean, I, I really believe that Marlo was concerned for Sheree. And like, I mean, we've all had man issues. We've all been embarrassed here or there. I mean, maybe not on national television, but we've all put our trust into a man and for them to kind of drop the ball. I was snapping at the screen. I was like, yes, Marlo, yes. Like support sis. I just really love to see that sisterhood, that genuine unconditional support. I mean, I, it felt like, it just felt like a real moment. I mean, I, I do believe it was real. I mean, we even see Sheree having a breakdown yeah. and the honesty. I mean, it got really raw with, you know, her saying like, listen, like, Maybe this isn't it. Like maybe, cause those are all real feelings that we've all felt when dealing with someone of interest, et cetera. So I literally wrote down, I said, Marlo is speaking truth. It's also relatable to see Sheree in this situation where she's like, you know, I don't know if this is going to be the last um, straw for me. She clearly does care about him. And obviously for me, I may say that I can never do that. It will be over for me, but I'm also not in that situation. I can't, I don't know what I would do in that situation. You do crazy things for love. Like, I've done some dumb ass shit for some niggas, okay? If she feels like, you know, he was embarrassed or he couldn't make it or whatever the reason is, if she feels that that reason is, um, you know, enough for her to forgive him and try to move on, then I can't knock that. Like, she clearly cares a lot about him. So I'm just glad our girl Marlo was here to lift her spirits as well because, honey, we had to get our good sis out the house. 
She was doing too much over there, so kid in her pity. And the Lay's chips. Lay's potato chips, child. So honey, finally, that set us up really well because there was a little shade being thrown to, you know, the Sonya situation and everything and getting down to the bottom of it. And so we eventually get to the cooking workshop with Sonya and her beloved mom to get into some good old curvy chicken chow. That food looked good at the end of the oh scene. God, too. I wanted to jump in the screen and make a little plate while they were up there arguing about this and that, this and that. Mm-hmm. And so then our good girl, Sis Kenya, she must be feeling better, maybe. But she finally arrives in a cute old ball man, denim piece, looking cute. She looked cute. She was looking cute. I don't know how, I mean, does it make sense? Like, you're going to cook? I mean, hey, maybe that's fabulousness, a level of fabulosity that I have not reached personally. But, I mean, I guess I will aspire to cook in Balmain one day. Like, that sounds... Pretty fucking dope. I mean, honey, maybe Sonya didn't tell them what they were going to do because, you know, apparently she's not good with the details of the events. Honey, not the communication. You know what I'm going to call out, too. Who, what? Honey, you know Miss Joyce had to come through this season. Honey, uh, Mama Joyce looks good. Uh, Mama the bang Joyce is going good. strong. She looks wealthy, honestly. She does. She looks like she takes care of herself. Mm -hmm. um, I, and then Marlo arrived with her cute piece. And Marlo's outfit was really cute. Oh Love my god, I died for Marlo's. I I am Marlo. I'm just gonna start embodying her in my everyday life. Like mm -hmm. the fashion, the hair, the confidence, the clapback. She gave me so much life this episode. I don't think you understand. Um, so you know, it starts off pretty friendly. We've got the personalized aprons going, which Kenya was not with the shits, which I feel her. She was not with that, but then they got into a mean dusty wine. That was Marla with the good knees. Okay, Marla got the good knees. Marla with the good knees. She was doing the mag move, the cry baby thing situation, whatever. When you go down in the rock front, back front. Listen, you know I'm familiar with her. Oh, okay. I'm I feel like Marlo has been studying Meg because the way she hit that move in the heels, I didn't catch the heels, but I know she had a, um, a Christian Dior belt. I didn't peep the heels, but I know they were high. And she front, back, front. I said, okay, that's what you got to do to get that sugar dance. Honey, she knew exactly how to get him too, okay? So then we get we keep going through the scene or whatever, and Miss Kenya is coughing over here, giving COVID-19 tea. And what did Marlo say? She was like, girl, you need to go home over there. You coughing. What's happening? She was like, there she goes. She's sick, apparently, allegedly. <laughs> I was like, here we go. And sure enough. Sure enough, we started that conversation. And Sheree had to call them out first. She calls out Candy because she feel like Candy should be a better friend. Candy wasn't even in the building. Listen, so that, it was just so funny how this scene unraveled because Marlo was very much like, head honcho, the one in charge, like barking all the clapbacks and Sheree was just there co-signing, a mean co-signer to her left. So um, yeah, so Sheree calls out Candy. Let me get see if I can get this straight. Sheree calls out, okay, first of all, let's backtrack. Candy asked Sheree if they can share the information about Tyrone with the group. And Sheree, you can see, is a little bit hesitant. She's like, I mean, yeah. And then Kenya interjects and says, I mean, well, I already told her. I thought it was like, I thought we all knew type situation. Then Sheree comes in and flips it on Candy. Well, if you knew, why didn't you call me? That's two for two. I was like, damn, not the okie doke. Candy was like, 
is looking left, right, and she like, wait, wait, she got hit by a stray bullet or something. Honey, they had a complicated poor KVT. She was like, how did I get into it? Why you, you, I'm trying to look out for you and not bring it up, but you ain't even mad at Kenya for telling it to me. And then, honey, that's when um, Sheree got into Kenya's ass for not even showing up. The full glam, the doctor visit, the test. I mean, it. The don't get me wrong. I mean, the timeline was pretty confusing to me. Like, I don't know, maybe in the 11th hour, she was, she was done beating that face. And she was like, I'm just not going to make it. But honey, they get into it as well. And again, it was Marlo and Sheree just, well, you, da, da, da. And that, like, yeah, actually, you're right. That's messed. Like, it was, it was, I was just like, I was trying to, my head was on a swivel. And I wasn't even there. I was on Kenya's side this time. And the reason being is because if she was sick, she could have thought that she didn't have COVID and, and she was just having a cold or whatever. And production could have been like, you're coughing or you have a fever or whatever her symptoms are. You need to get tested. And you know, with work, production, everything, if you don't have a test or if your results aren't back yet, you can't come to set. Yeah. And so it could have been one of those situations where she was like, you know, I'm going to come, I'm going to come. But production is like, no. And she just didn't want to break that fourth wall. Now, with that being said, during this whole debacle of them fighting and stuff, for me, it was the fact that the only person cooking was Sonya's mother. I was just about to say that. She was over there looking, looking side-eye and was mixing that chicken. It was, I was like, wow, they really got this lady up here cooking. Cooking for them and they ain't even helping. They over here raising a mess. Honey, and for me also, going back to just the, the tea that was spilled, all the shade, did you peep when Marlo was like, well, hell, uh, Candy Chanel, she had a man locked up before. <laughs> oh did, did you my catch god that? she did say that yes i was like wait 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 and that's what like that's i honestly like as messy as it was that's what i loved about that whole scene i know that they then went outside it was kiki and we'll get to that in a second but marlo was just spilling all the shade and you know what it is i feel like the backlash from marlo was specific to the mommy nation shoot so if you remember, Drew was invited and then uninvited. Marlo and Sheree were never invited from the jump. I feel like Marlo was specifically triggered by that situation. And then in this scene, we see Sonya, we see Candy, we see Kenya. And she was just letting it all hang out. And Sheree was just kind of like collateral damage. Like she was leveraging her, obviously she brought up the shoot, but she was leveraging her situation with the whole Tyrone, her being vulnerable to then lay these women out and tell them about themselves and bring up Candy's man who was locked up. I mean, they go outside Kiki. She mentioned, I mean, she said some things about Candy. I was going to say, I feel like, you know, Kenya and Sonya being off to the side with, having this conversation and then you have Marlo and Sheree on the other side to themselves having another part of the conversation and for me it's sort of going back to what we were referring to at the beginning of the season of like the lines are being drawn as a division into the cast and so now that you know Sheree and Marlo feel some kind of way about this Kenya situation and also throwing shade at Candy I feel like and now that Kenya is also back friends with Drew and Sheree don't really fuck with Drew, I feel like you're now going to start to see the true division in the cast, which is, again, at the core of any good Real Housewives season, there has to be division. There has to be this conflict. And so the comment for me was Marlo saying that Candy allegedly was fucking and sucking everything and was a hoe. And that's why she got a date 
people lower than her in her tax bracket. Right. And then she said Kenya tried to find a man and like a rapper and went through all of them but never got a ring. That's why she's in the situation she's in. Now. Honey, literally the the last two notes of my thing is Candy was a hoe. Kenya went through rappers. Literally. I said Marlo and Sheree throwing shade. Candy, Kenya. Honey, they were the victims of that drive-by. I felt like, I mean, now we know the girls sometimes do just be saying stuff just to say stuff to be made messy and shady. But what are your thoughts? Like, do you think there's any weight to these allegations or? I mean, Marlo has been in those Atlanta streets for decades. So. And she did know Candy back in the day. She did know Candy back in the day. You know, Candy is um, born and bred in Atlanta as well. So, I mean. It was a classic example of Marlo just going below the belt. Like, she really, and again, I think it was her being triggered by being excluded from the shoot. Because in her head, she's like, I didn't do anything to Sonya. Why would she not invite me? Like, I mean, she's not a mother, but she's a Muncie. And I think that would have been an awesome opportunity for Sonya's brand to highlight, okay, like, there's traditional motherhood. There's, like, non-traditional motherhood. Like, a Muncie situation. I think it honestly would have been great for the brand. I don't know. I mean, again, we're, we're uh, attributing that to the follower count. And I, I'm going to keep an eye out for it in the remainder of the season. Whenever Marlo is triggered, like really triggered, she it's guns blazing. And for me, it's the charade mm -hmm, when they're out there kicking. Mm -hmm, that's right. Honey, because charade, I let you do too. Because charade been in these streets for a long time too. Yeah, I agree. I think Marlo is definitely triggered. And she said that before. She's like, I try to play nice. Even during the first episode when we were at the Layar Crime event. She was like, you know, I try to be nice to y'all, but y'all gonna talk shit about me. Okay, fuck y'all bitches. I'm about to talk about all y'all asses. And that's what she do. And honestly, I don't fault her. Because if y'all were really trying to play me and the fact that you did not invite her, that's shady as fuck. No matter how you put it. Granted, I understand why she felt like she didn't need to invite Drew, but I don't understand why I don't invite all the girls. Like, that's weird. Yeah, that is strange. Speaking of Ms. Drew Sedora, so we know that she was invited to this event, but not so politely declined the invitation in front of whatever group chat. And so the last couple minutes, of the episode, we see her coming down the alleyway in the heels. Was it slow-mo? I think it was giving slow-mo. Honey, it was slow-mo and giving some sort of high-waisted cargo situation. I didn't like the fit. I didn't, I didn't like either, but honey, she showed up, honey. she was. It was still a moment because everybody was gooped and gad that she came. Sure. Sonny was like, oh, so Drew is coming. Dot, 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 to be continued. T B. See, so you know they're gonna have to get into it next week because she's there, guns are blazing. She knew what she was doing when she came late. Exactly, it was all a timing thing. Because if she had showed up on time or even like slightly, like if you notice, it was right when the food was wrapped up. Mm. We're about to serve, honey. That would be me. Let me know when the food is ready. Are they ready? Okay, let me go now because I'm not trying to kiki and cook. Clearly, there's about to be a showdown at the situation, so let's do it over food like proper people do. In your opinion, do you think? The individual, because you know all the girls have like individual producers. Yes. So do you think the individual producers talk to each other while they're filming? Or just like things like this happen and the producers are gooped and gagged too, so they have to then think on the spot as well? Ooh. That's a good question, right? That is Not to break the fourth wall too much, but I'm just curious because I feel like in this point in time, like obviously the girls wouldn't have known that Drew was coming. But I would want to say that, you know, the some someone would at least know that she's coming late. But I feel like it would be even a bigger gag if no one knew and she just popped up. 
And they're just like, oh, shit. That would be the biggest gag. Yeah. I want to say, honestly, they probably... Yeah, I mean, because there is, like like you said, there's a dedicated producer for each cast mate member. And I would think that they would want to leverage as much drama that would be in favor of their housewife as much as possible. Mm. I would assume they probably clue each other in sometimes, but maybe not all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, like, logistically what they would have to prepare if, like, an additional person is... Uh, filming um you know but i'm just gonna i'm gonna err on the side of everybody was gooped and gag in that place honey gooped and gag and i was too i was so good i was ready for the next episode i was hoping that it, it wasn't gonna be in at that but of course you know it did right honey perfect cliffhanger for me so i'll definitely be tuning in next week to see the follow-up i mean for what we saw in the preview it like i said is spicy between the honey the, the raw the no the richards women and Miss Juicedora. So, honey, with that, on that note, please let me know who your Peach of the Week is because, you know, I got mine locked and loaded. Honey, well, I'm going to have to go ahead and get my nice, juicy, ripe, ready, locked, and loaded Peach to my girl, Miss Marlo Hampton. Hey! We got the same one this week. Do we really? She's getting double Peach. She deserves this double Peach of the Week because she looked good. She was being gracious to all the girls, obviously, until the end when, you know, she felt like she had to spaz. And for me, it wasn't unwarranted because she did not get invited. And all the girls are being fake. And Miss Marlo Hampton is anything but. And so I, and apparently my good girl, Fresher Friends over here, want to give our Peaches of the Week to Miss Marlo Bindi Hampton, okay? Period. I mean, it's not it's not up for debate this week. I think we all know, honey, Miss Marlo Hampton, she really showed up and showed out. I mean, from the single girls night that just felt super genuine and just, you know, so supportive and had a nice cute budget attached to her showing up to the cooking event and just reading these ladies down like we all know she can. I mean, it got messy, but listen, I'm we're, we tune in for the mess, don't we? That's literally what we're here for. To the fashions? <sighs> all of the above, honey. AOTD. Honey, she is goals. This episode right here, the bangs piece, the blonde piece, the looks, it was every, every look hit the mark. Like, I mean, right on target, bullseye. So yeah, it's really not up for debate. I don't really know why we're even still discussing at this point. We know who the two peaches go to, Miss Marlo Hampton. Honey, shout out to Marlo. Maybe we can make a peach martini with those peaches. Did you see the peach martini in the earlier scene with the peach ring? Honey, with the peach ring? Yes! You know we love a peach ring! Honey, Marlo, bring your peaches on over to BRK Pod so we can make these peach martinis, girl. Honey, and you will get double peach ring if you come, okay? Promise yes. you that. Police. Well, okay, Fresh, I enjoyed this episode. This week we filmed together, so I enjoyed talking with you today. Yes, it was a really good breakdown. I think next next week for the part two, if you will, we're in for a treat. Um, yeah, the ladies are really kind of revving up that, like you said, that conflict, that inner, that internal drama, if you will, which again, is the reason why we all stay tuned. More to kiki about, and I'm not mad at that. Me either, girl, well... I will see you next week, y'all. Hit us up on Instagram. Go tell us what you thought about the episode. And we'll be back same time, same place. Bye. Toodles. Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.